Hi, welcome to A Rock Start Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music music projects, uh, Museum Mouth Gamey, and my slight involvement with Say Anything. Hi, I'm Becca High, and I just want to say that it's okay to not spend time with your family this Christmas. You will survive. It's fine. Honestly, family blows, but okay. <laughs> and today we're joined by our fourth historic guest, um, an absolute icon to the Chicago music scene and all music scenes across the entire world, Lily West from La 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 La. <laughs> sure, sure, I'll take that. It's a fact. I'm an icon globally. Yeah, global icon, absolute megastar, Lily West. You would not. You would not be saying that if you were checking my Apple Music numbers in Japan, <laughs> like I do. Why specifically Apple Music numbers? I feel like everyone cares about their Spotify stats. I don't think they have Spotify in Japan. Oh, oh, that's actually okay. Wait, are you uh, now? We're like derailing the convo completely yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. Are you like? How is your Japanese market? Are you not like good. slaying over there? No, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> we got to get those numbers up somehow. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. If you have any ideas, please. I'd Get love to Get your song uh, featured in an anime. That would be so sick. That would be amazing. I feel like you, you're, you, your music could work in that setting. Most definitely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Huge compliment. <laughs> okay. We're, the three of us are gathered here on Zoom today to talk about an album. A really long album <laughs> <laughs> called... <laughs> The Suburbs by the Arcade Fire. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did what did you call the band? It's The Arcade Fire. No. Are no. you going to roast me for saying the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't just I literally oh my god, I feel like I'm being ganged up on on like the fucking like um playground. Is it I can't just say Arcade Fire. They're yes, The you, Arcade Fire. Yes, you can. Even the, the woman on that video who's like, "Who are they?" Arcane. <laughs> the woman on that video. How dare you say that about Kathy Lee and Hoda? They're not just that woman. They're legends. I'm so sorry. I'm not familiar. They're legends of daytime TV, They're, not indie rock. It seems very. I think that's very American. That's my excuse always. Oh my god, <laughs> Lily! How long have you lived in the states? Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wow. So, Lily, I know you say that you have listened to an app of the pod, but for anyone who is newly listening on this app, we're going to go through the track listing, and we're going to talk about what we like and don't like about each song, and then at the end, we're going to say whether they rock or they suck. So, that's the format. And this record happens to open with the title track, The Yo, Suburbs. are we going to talk about, like, when it came out? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we are going to talk about that. This record, when did this come out, Becca? It came out in 10th grade. <laughs> it came out. <laughs> wow, yes, it came out yeah, when was Actually, yes. Um <laughs> August 2nd, 2010. Um and the the album debuted at number 1 on the Irish Albums chart. Oh, fun fact. 
which they're slaying the Apple Music stats. <laughs> you know what's been on my mind a lot is what? <laughs> watching the Great British Baking Show with the Dairy Girls cast and how Sersha is spelled. That name. Uh, how do you spell it? S A O I R S E, and it's pronounced Sersha. Is that a traditional Irish name, do we think? Yeah. It is, yeah. I can't get over that. They say it, like, so casually, and every time I've seen it, I'm like, what? Sersha. Do you think that they feel the same type of way that you feel about people named, like, Megan? With the H. Yeah. There's so the many H. ways to spell I Megan. I can speak on the behalf of Britain in that, <laughs> in that we think it's insane that you guys say herb instead of instead herb. Of yes. Herb. <laughs> <laughs> That's also famously a great name for a, a someone. I would I agree deeply. Herb West. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'd be a great name for a tortoise. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Too bad my tortoise's name is just fucking Torty. Okay. Wow. Oh. Um I don't really Wait, what were you going to say? I was going to mention it won album of the year at the 2011 Grammys. Okay, why that's, is that hotly disputed? That's Who else crazy was to me. That, I'm <laughs> shocked by that. I, well, I guess. I don't know. I mean, not, no, not because I think it's bad. Just, I don't know. I guess whatever. Everything's just a product, you know? Yeah. I just didn't realize that they were already at that level of becoming a part of the machine, I guess. I sound like a conspiracy theorist. I am, you know? Well, no, it is, to me, it's kind of jarring because I loved this band um, with their first two full-lengths and that first EP, and I didn't realize that they were, like, at that level either. So hearing that they won a Grammy, I was like, what? Especially for this album, which, uh, spoiler alert, I don't love this record. I just, album of the year is, like, one of the big ones. It's the biggest (laughs) one. (laughs) Right, right. Wild. You know, I actually, I think that I saw them on this tour, but I, I can't really remember the concert. I have like a still image of the end of the show, but I can't, I like texted someone today to see if we went together, but we had not. Interesting. They were up against. Yeah. That's what I was reading who they're up against. It's crazy. It's Eminem, Lady Antebellum. Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. Wow. That's like the That most- is crazy. <laughs> Everyone's processing. <laughs> <laughs> I love, there's like a, a write-up about this on Pitchfork. Uh, and it says, the first thing Wynn Butler said from the podium, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is nuts. Um, I like. I don't think I was aware of how controversial it was that they won at the time. I was more just floored by the fact that they were nominated and could win. Um, I don't think I realized that they were up against such juggernauts. But wait, why was it uh, controversial? Because they weren't as big as the other artists. I mean, yeah. In gen- from my perspective, yeah. I guess. I guess maybe I was under the impression that they were smaller. Maybe I didn't realize how much um, where the wild things are and like their other like oh, weird media of course crossovers like had made them. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, the films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember how... reading something where it was like them 
winning album of the year kind of set the tone for more indie acts, bands, people to be featured in the Grammys. Like, that just led to Beck winning and et cetera, et cetera. And Best Beck New Artist. something every year. That is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beck hasn't made a good record in years, in my opinion. It would be but, cool but. if awards were like grants in that you couldn't win them more than once. Yeah, that would be like you get your one and you're done. Or you yeah. get as many as you can in that year. And then you're like, you got to chill. Yeah, I like that. Let's submit that idea. <laughs> okay, we got to, <laughs> Lily, you got to get on the Academy. <laughs> uh, uh, word shows mean nothing. At the end of the day, so. <laughs> That's true. Also, sorry for trying to rush into the track listing. This record is just so incredibly long. It's, I honestly listened to it. I was like, are we going to get through it? I mean, we <laughs> Our first will two part out. have to be mindful. <laughs> yes, we can't. We simply can't talk forever about all of these songs, which is good because some of them are so utterly forgettable. I feel like this will be easy. <laughs> Very harsh. I, could I say a um, disclaimer before we begin going through the track list? Is that Please. I sort of operate under the uh, belief that no music is bad and everyone has a right to express themselves and like however they choose, that's awesome. But that being said, I think that I'm I'm going to be fairly brutal because it's it's fun <laughs> just for now and I'm I'm fairly positive that Arcade Fire is never going to listen to this and get their feelings hurt. <laughs> or that's my hope. I think that I truly think that you are safe to say that. I agree. <laughs> Okay. But also, it's like they could just as easily listen to one of our records and be like, okay, this is trash and where's your Grammys? So. Yeah, tr- true. And, and fair. <laughs> and fair. Yeah, there's, okay. there's tons of albums that I'm like, this fucking suck. Can I swear? Yeah, you okay. can swear go off, Queen. Um, this sucks, but it is better than my record. <laughs> I love that as a quantifier. That is really iconic. Okay. All right. So let's fucking start. Okay. 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 Let's start, Queens. Okay. The album opens with a little song called The Suburbs. How do we feel about this song? Um, Did you know this is their most popular song of all time? Is it? Yes. Which I thought was shocking. I thought like Funeral or something would... Yeah. I feel like this song is... um... It's one of those songs that has so much going on and is like, it's almost, I feel like we've talked about this call before where like pop music, the vocals are so compressed that it's like very uh, blah, you know, it's like, it's it's just like mush. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Arcade Fire generally is like so good at being epic. And in this song, it's too much. And it is sort of a mush song. I kind of, I have a general feeling about, I have a a, a qualm, I have a bone to pick with the mix on this entire record. (laughs) I think that I completely agree. It's a lot of the lyrics on this record on my first listen through for the pod. It almost felt like to me, they didn't even want you to hear them. Like, you know, it's like they're compressed to like a certain volume and they stay like that the entire song. There's no crescendo. There's never any sort of epic build. You're totally right. And this band is a band that in the past, 
you know, on Funeral, the songs would start fast and they'd get slow. There was always sort of like a movement. And on Neon Bible, the songs would start slow and get fast. And it was like always fun. There's like always some place to go. But I feel like they're setting the tone immediately with this first track to just be like, all right, these are just little songs. They don't go anywhere. They're just a thought. Here it is. Blah. That's exactly what I think about this song. There's literally no variation. It's yeah, just it's really like... like- at one point, they introduce a few more instruments, but most of the time, it just clangs along with like the same piano and drums, and it's so boring. It goes nowhere. It's yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, I feel like generally, the, you know, their lyrics are pretty repetitive, and I, I, in some ways, that like feeds into the anthemic thing, but. On this record and this song, it being rep- like the lyrics being repetitive is so <sighs> boring. I won't. I <laughs> I have. A, I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait till later. For, you know, when you hit little. the chorus for the fifth time, it's like okay, maybe change up one line. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's brutal, and it sucks because like the I do think there are great lines in this song and you know as someone who's grown up in like rural areas like suburban areas my whole life like I want to love the ethos behind the songwriting here but in general this is not this doesn't do it for me I really thought that this I mean we're just going straight into it now I thought that this was a stretch (laughs) like this narrative around the suburbs was made to be something much bigger than it needed to be and uh, like, yeah, I just feel like they're really, like, milking this small idea. And it's, like, you know, married with, like, capitalism, America, the system, etc., which they are always talking about. But I feel like it was, like, really <laughs> thin. <laughs> it was very what, thin. What, what and they are stretching on. it thinner and thinner as it goes. They yeah. It's so hard. And also, I didn't know Wynn Butler grew up in Houston this whole time. Yeah, I thought they were Houston? all Canadian. And turns out only, like, the girl who sings is Canadian. It's, like, cool. Her name is Regine, right? Yeah. Regine. Am I? Yeah. She, okay, and that's, like, another thing. We'll get into this as we go on. But she was always such a, like, joyous part of this band to me. And she's so lacking in presence on this record. Every time she sang, I was like, yes! Yeah, it's, like, sweet <laughs> fucking relief. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Okay, let's, all right. I think this first song, I think track one, The Suburbs, I think it sucks. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this specifically, <laughs> I literally think that this song sucks, but it is better than any song I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I can, like, believe in both those things. Like, I don't think all of my music sucks. I think this song sucks and is better <laughs> than my songs <laughs> that don't suck. I don't know. I am going to say that that is completely false absolutely false but i love that you are steadfast and believing that's just what i feel in my heart (laughs) okay okay track two is a song called ready to start this song put me in such a foul mood (laughs) i had to turn i turned it off and i was like i'm listening to the album later like i was like i can't believe that (laughs) i mean 
I just was like, I can't believe I have to do this. I didn't know that this was going to be like this, like <laughs> this album. Okay, listeners, famously, Lily did text me and say, this is harder than homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I want to say this song, I don't hate this song. I actually like this song. This is one of the ones I have written down that does, I do think it rocks. But it is, um, it's just like, why does it exist? Like, I was just gonna say, I just can't imagine, like, what, like, what is the, like, okay, to reference Felix, what's, like, the conflict here? They don't have any conflict in their life, so they were (laughs) like, what, what was the hardest thing about childhood? And it was fucking growing up in the suburbs, as if that's, like, oppressive, um, but it is weird the language they use about like being people wanting to be free you know like there's a, there's a line in one of the songs that's like look at all these kids in the suburbs who want to they're like they're just hope the kids on the bus they want to be free yeah, yeah they want to be free i'm like they're not fucking not free like, <laughs> they're just on a bus yeah, like, and they live in the suburbs a lot of them will grow up and go to school even if they don't care about liberal arts life they will go to school in big cities and they will get jobs Bennington. in big cities it's fine like <laughs> yeah like don't worry don't worry when if honestly if you're like freaking out about like kids being oppressed in the houston suburbs come to like rural fucking north carolina <laughs> and look at the opportunities that these kids have it's pitiful <sighs> but in general, I think this song kind of has, like, action movie vibes, which makes me not hate it. I don't know. It seems weird for them. There, it's, like, slick for them. There are things that add to this song. There's, like, little details, some atmospheric things that they add with, like, a little synth. Um, but, again, there's just, like, not that much variation in it. And it's... It's like the last song in that it's just like in your face the whole time. And I found a lot of songs on this record. They only make it interesting towards the end of the song, which is unfortunate uh, because these songs are so long and you're never (laughs) going to get there. Uh, And they just, yeah, it's just, again, the same like guitar and drums throughout the whole thing. It's just like, do something thing with those things <laughs> like do something <laughs> different rather than just yeah. Ugh, yeah also a weird thing about a lot of these songs this song specifically too the chorus to me is not catchy the melody is not catchy they rely like heavily on like little instrumental hooks to like be what you grab onto in the song so you have that like like that little like high synthy strings like sort of sound that's like to me the only thing that jumps out of this song in terms of like being a catchy melody Mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate i turned it off i don't know (laughs) (laughs) okay in general i think track two ready to start on this album i think this song rocks sucks (laughs) <laughs> sucks i don't like it <laughs> uh, i think this song is i think it rocks and the yeah in the grand scheme of things like i have to think about this record as a whole and like compared to the last song it's a little better yeah that, i'm that's exactly how i'm grading it i'm like thinking about it as the whole okay Okay, track three is a little song called Modern Man. I 
like modern men. (laughs) (laughs) Lily, what do you like about modern men? I love the instrumentation. This feels like old Arcade Fire to me. Like, this is more... um, It's definitely more varied, I feel like, you know? Also, I, I think that a lot of bridges in rock songs are there just to do that. To, mm-hmm. to change, and I really like the bridge in this song. It, well, it's also a little confusing, I feel like, what's verse, what's chorus, and then I do like the bridge. I feel like this is a purposeful bridge, um, and I like the groove. It is another, it is a little bit, like, you know, the message of the album is, like, American consumerism is bad, basically, um, and I agree with that, but th- this song in particular is, like, so on the nose. With lyrical content about that, you know, it's like I'm in line. I'm a modern man. <laughs> like, why you won't you don't feel weird when you grow up? It's like so. <laughs> it is painting with the biggest brush ever, right. and it's not holding it like this. It's holding it like this, and just going at the imagery. And it's so repetitive too. It's like just, it's oh. like everything. It's- I said to that, I was like, this song is way too long and repetitive, and it makes me feel like the modern man that he is describing because i'm line for a number but you don't understand (laughs) waiting for this song to be over but i'm sitting here having to listen to the same message over and over again okay ultimately i like this song a lot i'm sorry lily no i i just think maybe that's what he wants us to feel He is, I mean, uh, famously, I always talk about whether someone is selling their idea well or not, and he's definitely selling his idea really well mm. with this package. Mm. I think this song, it, you're right, it has like a nice groove, it kind of trots along, like like, a, like you would assume an Arcade Fire song could or would, or should maybe even, um, but I do agree that the lyrics are very, they're really, they're painting with big heavy strokes um but you're right this is and it's funny that you point out that this is this song has a bridge because that's like a really early observation i made with a lot of these songs where it just feels like their ideas that didn't necessarily like flesh out into like a full like textbook capital s song and like to have this song have like a bridge it feels like this kind of like makes it a capital s song on an album that doesn't have a lot of that which makes it i don't know i agree with you you see that, you hear that, and you're like, okay, yes, I can relate to this. I agree, I agree. Also, that offbeat snare hit is good. <laughs> is we love it him. good? It's good. We like that. I think it rocks. Think- it rocks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it rocks. I'm a modern man. <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame we don't have a video component because Lily just busted some uh, gorgeous moves. <laughs> well, could, they, no one can see you do the brush strokes either. Oh, you're right. But I feel like I, with my voice, you could hear yeah. me closer, <laughs> further away from the mic. Okay. Becca, did you give your verdict on Modern Man? No, because I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, <laughs> It's like, it, never mind. <laughs> what were you going to say? That show, um, it, Love is Blind, and they make them decide if they're going to get married on the altar. At the altar? <laughs> on it? At it? Yeah. It's like that. that show. You have to decide in the moment. God, which is the worst, because I'm the most indecisive person ever. You would I think not that's... do well on this reality dating show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Modern Man is fine. Okay. 
Lily famously, if uh, if a song does not rock or suck, it can be fine. I heard that on the Felix episode. Okay, just making sure you know. Okay. Thank you. But you did. Say, you think it rocks? I think this song rocks. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to track four, Rococo. This is the best song. I. You think so? I love this song. I, you feel wow, this way? I feel like you guys hate it. <laughs> 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 I think that the lyrics are nothing. You know, they're. It's the same message over and over again. It's very little. But the instrumentation is so beautiful and satisfying to me. Like the what, like flute violin thing in the intro. They're like... <laughs> thing. And the, the way the guitar comes in, it's like, oh my God. It's so good. But the lyrics are like, well, yes, I get it. <laughs> like, modern kids, know? I get it. Because <laughs> I... I'm like, why? What? What? What do you mean by they're singing Rococo, 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 Rococo? Um, I, I mean, it has no been idea. a million years since I've taken an art history class. I so, learned all about um, uh, the Rococo era in art history in college, and I still don't know what he's trying to say. Yeah, I don't know either, but I chose to accept that. <laughs> um, I honestly think that maybe when they were writing it, that was just like the sound, the, they liked the sound of the wood, maybe. That could very well be it. I feel like the instrumentation, maybe it's confirmation bias having heard this song and having liked this song when I first heard it, but I feel like the instrumentation is Rococo in essence, maybe. Okay, wait, I just looked... Empty okay. Room has very Rococo vibes, too. I just looked up the, the genius. And you know, I might agree with this assessment. Okay, so they're talking about Rococo art was popular when aristocracy was like the most popular most powerful it was in france um okay it says the style of art during this period was beautiful and appealing but tended to lack real substance or meaning in relation to real wo- world subjects so i i guess it's like you know like fame worship almost there's like the, the modern kids <laughs> it's like you know the modern kids are singing rococo like they're they don't value the right things like they're interested in uh tiktok TikTok, exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah i that definitely that narrative fits really well now having also read that genius annotation (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh uh, with 20 upvotes shout out to that person (laughs) um but yeah i don't know i do like this song i think that you pointed out something great about the song it kind of like the guitar like the acoustic guitar like changing those chords just like over and over again it like nicely rolls but i do have to agree with something becca has said this song is too fucking long <laughs> i was down this song is like it's like four and a half minutes i feel like if it was just even three and a half minutes i would be more into it <laughs> oh my god when it drops and it's like whoa, whoa, i'm like i'm there i'm like double the song <laughs> <laughs> D- double the length. Six minutes. Yeah, I'm minutes. like. <laughs> this also feels feels more um, like funeral era arcade fire to me with the epic drop. <laughs> they just love to yell like that. <laughs> the visual of you doing that is so good. There's like a little frantic head shake. The bangs are flopping. <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> it's an EDM drop. Like, all right, Becca, that, drop that, it. I mean that that drop is a highlight of the song. I do like the violins and the composition. Um, it's just that constant, steady rhythm makes me lose my mind. Like, it's just steady downstroke guitar, just <laughs> the whole time. And the drums, literally the whole time, are like the slowest, like, do, do, ka, do, do, ka. Like, it's so. <laughs> Boring. And we will rock you vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, the drop is good. They like they enhance the song with added vocals uh, and orchestral stuff, I guess. But I I just crave variation, and it's um. Uh, <laughs> I think the song is fine. Okay. I think this song rocks. I think this song rocks. I love this song. Okay. <laughs> I could listen to it right now. <laughs> Let's put it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Track five is a little song called Empty Room. I can I, I can I go first with this? Wait, I have a lot of opinions on wait, this Wait, before your opinion, I want to say what I wrote. What a little thing that said, I feel like Cole will like this because it's punk. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, shut up! <laughs> I will say it has... <laughs> God damn it. I like, might as well not even talk because you're totally right. <laughs> it opens with the little, like, the really frantic... That's the only part I like. Okay, but see, that's, it's crazy because that, ba- <laughs> that sounds... It, like, that baits you into thinking that the song is going to be something it's not, which is a little cruel, in my opinion. But... Um, I do think I think the song being like such a like driving like rock like yes a capital P punk song <laughs> it's like that is exciting to me because the other songs like the other songs weren't necessarily like like capital R like rock songs they weren't like pushing like like in that direction they were just kind of pushing in like a mundane like singer songwritery like weird like you know folk music sort of vibe and this song like at least has this song like is it in its own lane it's like okay this is the rock song the floor on the floor like fast rock song and regine sings it yes i was very pleased to hear her yeah and to like have her kind of sing like the most like quote-unquote aggressive song sonically so far that we've had i'm like this is a cool move yeah but (laughs) what the fuck is this song about (laughs) oh I was reading the genius annotation on it last night and I skimmed over it. I was like, this literally does not matter. I do not care. It's just about like being lonely, I guess. Loneliness. But, okay, speaking more about the song instead of the context, you have to admit this chorus rocks. With the and it, and there's yeah. variation oh, here. That's true. Finally, that's true. there's like you can tell the difference between the verses and the chorus. When you get to the chorus, it's it's finally different, and it's a but, nice break from that boring ass guitar. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you that this song is nice. That this song has distinct parts. It's not just the same four chords the entire fucking time and they just change lyrics, which is good. But even then it's like 
you know, if this was like a line graph, like if the song was a line graph, the variation between the verse and the chorus isn't like a very like high angle, like not a lot really changes. And that's something that I feel like this band was always so good at. Like it always felt like the dynamics were like, you know, you had like ups and downs in the song. It wasn't just like a like straight line with like a couple bumps, like every what 45 seconds when you get to the chorus. Like it always felt like we were on a journey with them. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like, do other bands have this sort of arc where they like kind of like become like slick and like over time like what are you talking about? Of course they do. Yes. Well, this this... is like famously the last record of theirs I listened to before they became full on disco. Which they do towards the end of this record, they do start to touch on that. But I, I was like talking to a friend today, like talking about we're doing this record, and I was like, I never even listened to Reflector. Yeah. I probably listened to it once and I was like, nope. So strange how that, it's like, and I, yeah, I mean, obviously like other bands do like get slick and people jump off. We talked about that with Matt and Kim with the first up of this pod, but it's just like when it's happening to a band like this, that it just, it's like, doesn't, they're not like zooming towards like commercial success. They're not like Matt and Kim where they're like trying to like put like hip hop beats in the fucking backgrounds of their songs. It's like to watch like a weird, you know, like, band full of strings and a guy that randomly beats on stuff like aim for like their lane of commercial success it's just very jarring and it doesn't happen like how you think it would happen i'd do it hell yeah i mean i would do it too. <laughs> i'm going slick <laughs> give me one apple commercial i'll throw it all away <laughs> lily if there was one friend in my friend group that i think could land an apple commercial it'd be you I f- it's like thanks i don't know you know <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is an interesting point because they were, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. They were like a freak band, you know, that was part of their thing. You know that, did you ever know that band Back Pockets? No. Um, it was, my friend Emily was in it, but it was like a rotating 12 person band. They like went around on a school bus, like okay. someone hitting random stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but... It's, they remind me sort of a very early Arcade Fire, and I, I feel like I would be also very surprised if they, like, moved into a commercial zone. And, yeah, because other bands, it's, like, are just more straightforward, I guess. Not that they were doing, like, anything that experimental, but, yeah, that is true. That is strange. It's just, it, I think it's just weird to observe a band in, like, you know, their genre and, like, their, their like, their area of presentation. Like, this is, like, what that band going for commercial success sounds like. Because yeah. it doesn't sound like commercial success to me, but I guess <laughs> it obviously is. Right. Okay, Becca, what do you want to say about Empty Room? Any more thoughts? There are some nice guitar tones that give me creature vibes which i really like creature vibes yeah it sounds it's very like jurassic park like oh Mm. this i could turn this into like a dinosaur sound um oh like at the end where there's like that like kind of like whale soundy yeah Yeah, that's cool like definitely a lot of bendy stringness going on yeah which is like I just, anytime anything interesting like that happens, I'm just like, finally. <laughs> but yeah, also like Regina sure. singing, which I prefer any song where she is singing. She won, she stole all of our hearts with that in the backseat song. And now I'm like, I feel like oh I'm God. endeared to her forever. I... <laughs> Wait, I, I can't remember. I forgot about that song. Sing for me. Wait, what was that, Lily? I can't remember. Sing for me. 
<laughs> it's uh it's the closing track on funeral though i like the back seat hmm, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's heartbreaking she's talking about try. like yeah she's talking about like losing a family member in like a car rag oh god Becca has perfect pitch, by the way, Lily. You're experiencing it oh, no. right now. I was talking to my brother, Graham, and I was trying to sing Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, and he was like, that did not sound like that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> apparently, every time I have perfect pitch, it's when I can't hear myself. So, like, <laughs> I, yeah, if I can actually hear myself singing, I can't do it. Beautiful. Wow. Okay, I think track five, Empty Room, it absolutely rocks. It is, unfortunately, one of my favorite songs on the record. I don't feel strongly about it. Either way, I'm sorry. I do like that the... I can be myself. But, um... It's not like you were just singing a beachy song. (laughs) And I'm not going to expand on that, so... (laughs) You can just decide whichever part I was singing. Uh, I think the song rocks. Slay. Okay, track six, City with No Children. This song sounds like a commercial to me. Um, Like it could be in a commercial on television for a product. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, we were just talking about commercial success. Yes, truly. Um, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, (laughs) I do like the message that rich people are bad, but um, other than that, I skipped it, the end. <laughs> Which I know is like, I was like, this is bad. I'm being bad. Um, <laughs> but I also had to follow my heart. And <laughs> so. When you're recording a podcast, you simply must follow your heart. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I was I, the way that I was interacting with the album, I was like, I really, really hope that music critics do not interact with music in the way that I am right now. <laughs> like, because it's not fair. <laughs> oh, man. Leading up to us hopping on, like, the pod, like, literally the five minutes beforehand, I was like, oh, I wonder what the critics thought. Like, real quick, like, blast through it. And um, I tweeted about this, but, like, a couple of the reviews, this record got such overwhelming acclaim. Uh-huh. Like, literally, like, the, on Metacritic, it's, like, basically, like, reviewed as being, like, overwhelming acclaim. Like, that's, like, the status this record has. It like reading people's like opinions on this like being so positive made me think like oh you know maybe I don't hate this record as much as I thought I did, but unfortunately I think I still ultimately do not love this record. It's a it's a funny story my journey with this record because <laughs> I was one of those people who when it came out I went and bought a physical copy I was like reading the liner notes and I was obsessed I was like this is the best album ever and then however many years. I guess it's been like 10 years um listening to it now i only care about one song on this album wow (laughs) crazy how that works i think i know what it is too probably do okay i don't city with no children apparently is about them being raised as mormons oh but also apparently it can also be about hipster culture which is kind of ironic because they're like the poster child for a hipster band basically one of the first bands to wear a big hat on stage oh, i love that, that for them i'm very happy for them i literally just wrote eh 
for this song. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I was, I'm surprised we've talked about it as long as we have, considering how little time I gave it listening to the record earlier today. Just being like, I have no thoughts on those. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just move on from it? <laughs> I think this yeah, song, this song sucks. I, this song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down whether I thought, I don't know. <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. I'm nervous. Let's just move on and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Track seven, Half Light One. Another nice break from when I wrote. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the lyrics, actually. I really like the lyric, our heads are just houses without enough windows, even though I didn't think about what that meant when she said it. I just was like, that's sort of beautiful. I like the idea of our, he- our heads are just houses is not oh wait now that i'm actually thinking about it it's a great lyric you know yeah we we can't reflect we're stupid (laughs) yeah you say you hear human voices but they're only echoes yeah honestly amazing she slayed this little song the the song has great suburb imagery like i can i can see it it's in a movie the fading in immediately with the violin and the delayed guitars is so beautiful I was gonna say you're talking about how it like sets like scene through sound because yeah. like the lyrics don't really do that, but yeah, it has like a cinematic quality for sure. It also is like has a nostalgic quality to it somehow because it's like, okay, yeah, I spent most of my life living in the middle of nowhere, but like beginning of for six years we lived in an actual neighborhood and like looking back on those days and like how fun it was. And thinking about like, oh, we could just like run around in the streets and play and who knew what was going on behind the doors of like our neighbors or whatever. Yeah, that's like that's a really cool vantage point to be looking at this song from like it's funny. It just feels like the songs where they're like beating you over the head with the suburb mm-hmm. imagery are the least effective. Whereas yes. a song like this, that's like literally about like what it felt like to be a kid in the suburbs. It's like, okay, yeah, yes, Queen. We, we know. We love this. Go on. Hard agree with that. The irony of this is, is that I have never lived in a suburb, actually. But I, fe- I feel that it's very, very effective. Um illustrating nostalgia in general yes yeah you don't have to have experienced life in that exact setting to like right. to hear these sounds and be like oh this is nostalgic right the song rocks yeah it rocks mm-hmm. it rocks Whoa. okay which leads us to half light two no celebration okay um i hate i no <laughs> <laughs> no 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 more this one. <laughs> oh my gosh another song with no variation this the is name where... is so stupid to me it's actually so funny that you would just say no because i also this is the first song that in my, me writing down the names of them, i just wrote no i couldn't even <laughs> write out like the title i was like no uh-uh. um which is so funny because you know the lyrics um repeat from half-life one our heads are just houses without enough windows but they say you know human voices but it's just echoes but they um suck this time (laughs) (laughs) i don't really let's see what genius has to say about what this song is supposed to be about (sighs) oh god (laughs) 
you know what? Oh no. You oh wait, no, they don't repeat. Oh my god, I made that up. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. That's why um, you guys just stared at me. <laughs> I was reading, Queen. I was when? not staring at you. It's not all about you, <laughs> Lily. That's <Okay>. true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to be reminded that. Wynn always does this thing with the verses where he creates so much unnecessary space within it. Like he sings a few lines and then within the verse, he lets a few measures of just music play and then he'll sing a few more lines and it's like, just sing the whole verse in one go. Like stop this stopping to hear some instrumentals and going all within just like one verse you know it is yeah. you saying that it's like that is kind of the trap as to why some of the songs get so confusing about what parts are what yeah because like sometimes like the verse will be incredibly long and other instruments will come in and go out of it but it's still technically the fucking verse it's so uh, annoying because he's walking the mile and he, like he just doesn't know how to do a creative vocal melody he's in his head, he is just like, I must follow the drums and every other main instrument at all times. I can't do anything else creative. Yeah, I think he's someone who people think his voice is more interesting than it is. Okay, listening to this album last night, I came to the realization that I think I hate his voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think just I want do Regina too. to sing every song. She's so delightful. She has I kind of like his voice. Movement. I kind of like it. Well, I feel like, okay, Lily, you and I are both, um, we're we're singers that don't necessarily have the most uh, angelic Adele oh. range. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not coming for you. I'm just saying. Oh, I see. No. <laughs> no, I always think of myself as a singer who can't sing. What? I Okay. I love to think okay, of myself the Lily same way. Lily has like one of my most favorite singing oh voices. My God, thank you so much. <laughs> Which um, is like insane that Carl is coming for you. No, but I, <laughs> I mean, people tell me that all the time and I agree with them. I mean, even I'll be like recording vocals and crying the whole time because it's so challenging. <laughs> I literally, anytime I record vocals, I cry. Literally every single time. Someone texts me like, oh my God, the vocals sound so good on the lamb. And I was like, thank you. I cried every day, all day <laughs> recording them. <laughs> They do sound amazing on the way home. Thank you. I don't know how it it took forever. <laughs> I cried so much. I remember. Okay, so absorbing the lamb. Not to not to get super off the rails here. We're not reviewing the lamb, but I remember absorbing no, like, it. absorbing it as it was coming out. I remember you <laughs> tweeting about how I think it was Dove. You were saying like you like tweeted a thing that was like you texting whoever like mixed it or recorded the record, being like, "What song has the auto tune?" No, drop out. Oh, dropout. Okay. No, okay. Dove is all me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, dropout. There's like a long, like, ah, no. <laughs> and I just, uh, it's also tuned, guys. I did not sing it. You gotta get in there with the melody well and even that out. It, the, the vibrato is pulled. I don't actually, it was mixed on, um, it's actually mixed uh, analog. Really? Yeah, but I guess. Uh, in in post <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know how they tune in pro tools i i use logic and i it was finished in pro tools 
Interesting. It's so boring what I've said. I've really, I've really ruined the conversation. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was great. I love it. I was just going to say, I typically like love a voice that is like, you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I like a, a voice that has character. And I think Regine's voice has amazing character and she's got amazing range. Like it's just very interesting. And Wynn's voice is just like, it always kind of hits one note for me and I don't live for it. And I definitely liked it a lot with the first two records. I love Neon Bible. I think that record is so, 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 so good. But I just feel like a long record and a, another record and a long record, it's just like, okay, I, it gets taxing. Yeah, I think that it's mostly nostalgic for me. It like, you know, as a teenager hearing Arcade Fire, I was like, oh my God, this is so emotional. You know, like this is so dramatic. Oh my God, this is like speaking my language, basically, you know, also mm-hmm. as a... Mm-hmm person who did not really have that much conflict you know being like oh my god i'm it on life is hard <laughs> like <laughs> um and it's definitely like i it just still activates the same emotional place there are definitely moments that now that i i wouldn't have had when i was younger where i'm like wow that's that feels corny that's like making me cringe a little bit because he does go for it but i yeah it's still i still like it from the past yeah, I mean, to love it from, like, a nostalgic point of view, that's totally, totally, totally valid. <laughs> but not from a present point of view. Now, that is not valid. <laughs> Absolutely invalid. <laughs> okay, track eight, Half Light 2, No Celebration. I think this song sucks. 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 All right, track nine, Suburban War. This I found to be basically offensive. okay speak on that i just think that using the language of war is so dumb oh my god i wrote down how i feel like he's always talking about war but like men love to sing about war and who have no experience with war (laughs) like (laughs) it really i was like oh shut up but i did there are some lyrics that i do really like and it i did find myself like feeling nostalgic while I listened to it, even though I was like, shut up, Wayne, like, shut up. <laughs> but I really like the lyrics, search for, I search for you in every passing car. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so relatable. There, Fr- Frankie Cosmos has a lyric, I still think you're in every van. And I think about it all the time. Like any t- time someone has hurt my feelings or I like have a crush on someone, I'm like, is that them in the car? <laughs> we literally just talked about car imagery on the last app of the pod with Stevie from Adult Mom. And it's like, that is such a, when you like, when you live in an area where you spend a lot of time in a vehicle, it is so easy to grab that imagery and like cling to it. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And it's a cool thing. That's but- like the only good part of my memory is uh, I'm really good at remembering the type of car people drive and like little things that identify it so useless but no i don't think that's useless at all i think that's very useful in terms of finding people (laughs) (laughs) in a parking lot per se yes (laughs) um i have the opposite i every car looks exactly the same i famously try to get into strangers cars constantly Oh my God, Lily, no. Because, I mean, I, I don't have a car. It just, like, if I'm, whoever's driving me, I just constantly, like, pulling at the door, like, let me in, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, if you could have your, if you could have any car today, what car would you get? I don't know the names of any cars. <laughs> Describe what it would look like. Um, I would like a pickup truck, and I would like it to be blue-green. Wow, okay. 
Yep. That would be Beautiful. amazing. Oh, white. That would be cool. And not that new because I think that all new cars are hideous. <laughs> I kind of agree. I, I feel like they really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's I felt like they were I'm doing a good job, and then something happened. It's like Arcade Fire, sad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that modern car designs are following in the wake of the Arcade Fire? Yes, you are welcome for that. <laughs> oh, Genius! Wow. Okay, Suburban War. Becca, is there something you want to say about the song before we move on? Because I think the song sucks. Uh, I mean, the outro gets dramatic, which is like a cool thing. Um. And the line that's like, all my old friends, they don't know me now. You know, I relate. I and, liked, I, re- I wrote down that lyric too. Yeah. Uh, the main riff I learned is played on a 12-string guitar, which, think, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, like, me, little baby hands, like, I've never held a 12-string guitar, but it makes me laugh, like, thinking about... <laughs> trying to play a 12 string guitar <laughs> it's hard like, it, i literally every time i try and play 12 string i like get really sweaty like i can barely fit my hand around a normal guitar i like see you like playing 12 string guitar with your whole hand in front of the fretboard like pressing <laughs> down like in this direction <laughs> no thumb on the back of the neck just all five fingers <laughs> on the front trying to push the strings okay anyways wow. that like had nothing to do with it but i was like the, but the opening riff sounded really familiar and i was on a mission to figure out if it was another song and all i could find was like this is played on a 12 string guitar interesting uh the song sucks Beautiful. <laughs> all right track 10 month of may okay they it, I can't believe they made this song. <laughs> it's literally... To make a record in the month of May, to sing that over and over again, making a record in the month of May is, like, psychotic to me. Like, obviously, <laughs> I they were jamming in the studio, and they recorded it, and it was just, like, fun. It's just, like, one of those songs that's, like, it must be fun for them to play, you know, energetically or something, and it's absolutely horrible, and it's so stupid that they put it on the record, it, especially when... And this record is so like one note message you know suburb capitalism <laughs> to put a random ass jam song where you're saying <laughs> making a record in the month of may which is also like the least um a relatable thing ever <laughs> like who's listening to this and been like yes when i made a record in the month of may like <laughs> it's so stupid i can't believe it <laughs> that is oh that rant will go down in it rocks for its fucking history that is so funny so- yeah you i can't disagree with any point you just made it is truly this song has an iq level of two <laughs> it's just pitiful it like i was trying to figure it's out it's pitiful what, like, it's a pitiful song it's a pitiful song what fucking like what band does this sound like it like it has like, like the, the hives like, to me but see, I feel like it's like it's stupider than the highs. It's like more like classic Rocky, and I like almost want to say ACDC, but it's not like it doesn't have like a chug to it. It's just like so like what is that like banal sort of like 
moving along rock music like what are some bands that sound like that i can't i don't know any music <laughs> you never listened to music before <laughs> i i've listened to some but not a lot <laughs> cute okay i don't know it, this this sounds like a classic rock band to me i don't know which one but i don't it, that, if, it's, i don't want to hear them yeah, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. <laughs> it makes my skin crawl. It, it does. <laughs> Make it a regular <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lily, you are so funny. The genius annotation for the first four lines is Montreal is very winter in late spring. Very, did I say very winter? <laughs> very winter in late spring. I accepted it. I was like, oh. Somehow. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. that. Is more poetic than this whole song. I meant to say windy. Um, oh. It's very windy in late spring. And then all of the annotations after that just talk about the weather. Because there's nothing, that they're not talking about anything in the song. So they're just, they had to talk about weather. They're genius people. <laughs> <laughs> the genius people. Yeah, the geniuses. The geniuses. We love the geniuses. The song sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. This is the worst song on the record and that Arcade Fire has ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think this song does suck. I remember when this record came out. Um, my group of friends we went to South by Southwest like a couple years after and for some reason we listened to this record on the way there I mean why not we were all indie fans we love indie rock and I remember <laughs> when this song came on we all just like busted out laughing being like this song is so bad it's insane why would they put a cock rock song on this record this song is worse than my songs <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad it is <laughs> They are a very successful band with a lot of resources and a lot of talented songwriters <laughs> and a much longer career than me. And somehow they've made this horrible song. <laughs> this song is worse than my songs. That's, that's how bad it it's, is. That's really saying something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Track 11, Wasted Hours. I wrote nothing to say about this song. I gotta listen to this for a second. Are you gonna listen this song? I didn't know that was allowed. <laughs> we oh, okay. we cheat sometimes. I just oh. have to like play the first few seconds to remember how it goes. I'm just gonna listen to the whole thing and not listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song is a nice, Oh no, it's coming out of my um, computer. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Can't sorry. wait till the song starts blasting all of our headphones. Um I'm so sorry this that. song is um this song is a nice respite from the last song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, <laughs> I mean, this is a song that made me realize that I don't think I like Quinn Butler's voice. I was like, I would love this song if anyone else was singing it. I could see that. I like that the chorus is, um, I like that they do, you know, the famous Lily, um, the drop that mm-hmm. Arcade Fire is so infamous for doing. They drop into the chorus here where it's just like essentially vocals and like the only the slightest instrumentation, no drums or anything like that. I like that. It makes you, it forces you to pay attention to the little melody that's going on there. Um, but in general, this song doesn't really do much for me. It's very bright eyes. Really? I like Bright Eyes and I didn't, uh, I don't remember. I can't make it not come out of my laptop. It's hard to remember when there's Okay, listen. Hey, listen. over listen, listen. an hour of material. <laughs> okay, Lily, you can play a little bit. Okay. Ready, everyone? <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone's ready. <laughs> oh, wait, it's in my headphones. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you the funniest person? Oh, it's nice. <laughs> I need to kill you. <laughs> That's unexpected. <laughs> no. You know... What is um, the real... Okay, I'm going to turn off. The real problem with this album is that they keep literally saying the word suburbs. <laughs> They're addicted to saying Like that. every song... Like this is in the suburbs. Like we know you're <laughs> in the suburbs. We get it. Jesus. Oh my lord. Can't believe I wrote nothing to write about this song. It's pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> the journey that this podcast has been on today is just well it's a crazy album and it's it so is. long <laughs> and it's hard for us i, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> you, oh, you picked all the right adjectives to describe this okay <sighs> i i think did i already say that i thought this song sucked I don't think so. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, but I'm going to say, I think this song, it it almost rocks, but it just, when you think about all the other amazing songs this band has, uh, unfortunately, this song has to suck. <laughs> it <laughs> sucks. I like that. But, like, it wouldn't if anyone else was singing it, in my opinion. They should cover it. Yeah. Um, would you think it sucked if... Um, Who's a bad singer? Oh, do you think it would suck if um, Tom DeLonge's new voice was singing it? What do you mean his new voice? Remember when he he left Blink mm-hmm. and then he came back and then suddenly he always sang like his mouth was a complete circle. Example, please. Like, okay, so we're in the middle. We're in the course of all the small things. And he does the like, say it ain't so. I will not go. Oh, How about that? my God. <laughs> <laughs> um no <laughs> I'm talking about like a sweet like a sweet voice. I wanna hear okay, so- I wanna hear Lord sing it. Oh, that'd be fun. I, wanna, I just wanna know. Lord cover waste. I wish hours I could challenge. have a, like a a Lord plugin or something that <laughs> that <laughs> I can just make every song have her voice on it. That would be so cool. Are you going to buy her a book about Antarctica? I'm absolutely not going to waste my money on that. <laughs> I, thank you. I had to, I had to tell my, a 16-year-old that I formerly worked with. Today was my last day. I don't work with him anymore. But I had to be like, Congrats. listen, please, you're young. Save your money. <laughs> buy anything else. <laughs> That's good. More people should have told me that kind of thing. Thank you. I like to think I'm doing the Lord's work there. Um, she made a photo book about a trip she went to Antarctica on. Mm-hmm. I heard and, her cover a song that, that, and I didn't like it, which was super- what song? Um, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, hey little girl, is your daddy home? Go around. Um, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Yeah, but I that song. The lyrics are problematic. Yeah, they're very song. problematic. Um, unfortunately, it is a good song. Um. <laughs> But we're getting room. way off topic, but I really like Lord and I was surprised that I did not like her cover. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> the world needs okay. to know my opinions on this. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Track 12, Deep Blue. I, I love it. Oh. 
<laughs> I literally can't pay attention to the song. Like, I can't focus. Like, it just, I start thinking about other shit. This is one that I'm I'm reading the lyric. Yeah, no, play a little, please. Oh, my God, you can hear that? How can you hear that? Yeah. I don't know why, but just do it. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you have your audio set up. I've never experienced this on Zoom, but, like, literally, when you play it, it plays in all of our yeah. headphones. Oh, my God. I had. I was like, wow, what a coincidence that everyone's being quiet while I'm playing. <laughs> no, I mean, we simply had to listen to it. Play a little more, please. Oh, dear, dear, dear. I'll edit this out, because okay. I need to know how the song goes. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I'm oh, actually I'll save for after we listen. Yes, this part. So good. Okay, okay, pause it, pause okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please hand on the hip. <laughs> I I think this song is really cool, but um it I think it does suffer from what I just obviously experienced where I could not remember a single thing about it. I mean, I wrote, like, really sick of the lyrical content by now <laughs> on that one. It was yeah. like another, like, oh, my God, how many times can you say the same thing? Like, I really, we are so, we get it so hot. It's kind of like they made every song thinking of a person just listening to the song and getting the, instead of the whole album, you know, like, and they need to get the message of the album across super hard in case anyone hears one song. And not the yes. others. It would be like if I explained the rules of the pod every time we moved on to a new track. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's beating a dead horse at this point. Um, but I love the dramatic piano so much. I yes, love when they it, do dramatic piano. <laughs> it works really well in this song. There's some great lyrics in this song. Um, the I heard the song from the speaker of a passing car. I've been praying to a dying star. That's, that lyric is so cool. I love I, the one about the from the passing car, from the speaker of a passing car. I love yeah. that. I like, yeah. There's uh, We watched the end of the century, compressed on a tiny screen, a dead star collapsing. We could see something was ending. That's like, there are great lyrics on this song. But unfortunately, like I really do think this song specifically over a lot of the other songs, this is a this song is very guilty where it just feels like they don't even want you to hear the lyrics because the vocal performance is so blah and it's mixed to sound at like the same exact level. Every instrument on this record is at the same exact volume. That's it drives me up so a weird. It's like I guess it's good because you can hear everything really clearly, but like when that's happening, it's like no, that's you such know, a boring way to mix music. It's such a boring way. <laughs> Becca's just shaking her head. <laughs> She's not no, living for this. No, no. Well, I think it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, what do you want to say, Queen? Oh, I, nothing, because I can't. The song makes me. I feel nothing. So it sucks <laughs> to me. I also think this song is just. I don't. Again, I. I'm like trying to justify ways to like make the few things I like about the song like really give it a rocking standard. Um, but <laughs> I just I think it's fine. And that's so we have this is our first song where we have every level <laughs> of uh, all result. levels present. Yes. Okay, track thirteen. We used to wait. We used to wait. Fox. <laughs> it is so good. Oh my god. Okay, do you remember? Do you guys remember when this came out? 
Arcade Fire has always done this and I really appreciate it. They do like strange, um, unusual like merch or visuals, whatever. And this album, for, for this song specifically, the video was like, you put in the address of your childhood home and it was mm-hmm. like an interactive video where things would be popping up and like someone was running and then it was like with images from Google image of your childhood home. Yes, I remember this distinctly. So sick. It's a very cool idea. They are like always, they like do a dramatic rollout Mm -hmm. for a record, which I do really appreciate because it feels like, especially when the deeper you get yourself into music, it just feels like it doesn't even matter what label you're on or how much money you're making for them. It just feels like they want to get your product from you. A year later, it'll come out. Same sort of thing. Three singles, maybe a video, done. Like, and then it's just like thrown to the wolves. So like the fact that this band could do something like that, like that's such a cool idea. It's amazing that they followed through with it. I remember being obsessed with it. You're so right. The, it, I mean, I know this is not this album, but with Neon Bible, did you ever go to the website where you could like, they had it. So they had this interactive um, like animations and you could turn off different tracks. Like they had the stems of the song. Oh my God. I so don't the remember song that, would be do you remember playing it? and you would be like, oh, and, and you know, as a teenager who had, I didn't play music at all. I had no idea how anything worked. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I still think it's sick. <laughs> It's like making a, really cool a song idea. exploder for yourself, like for everyone. <laughs> yeah, you can't get on the pod. We'll just make one yourself. <laughs> I love that. Um, I don't know. I this song, this song feels truly try. This song and one ah! other song that's still coming up feel truly triumphant on this. Oh, record. triumphant! I thought you said trite. <gasps> no, 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 triumphant. It is fucking triumphant. It is so amazing the instrumentation is so good the guitar is so cool when it comes on the piano that's also you know it, it's really cool when you can make one note af- effective like repeated like when someone does a guitar solo that's one note or something and i love a one note guitar solo and having the piano just going almost the whole song like one note i love so much i feel like uh becca hates it <laughs> <laughs> um we talked about one note guitar solo with the Be Your Own Pet record, and then famously, I always associate a one note guitar solo with Vivian Girls, and I love that. Very I cool. I don't know if it's just the headphones I was listening, the really good headphones I have that are like mixing headphones, and the snare that the song opens with. You want it to sound amazing because it's such a standout sound in the beginning. And it doesn't, and it's it's just really disappointing. So you have beef with the audio mm. mix and quality of the song. I'd like to say that I took that comment as a dig to my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I think it was last episode where yeah, super bass in in my other headphones and my mixing headphones that the mix sounded like garbage, and then I listened to them on here, and I was like, oh, it doesn't sound as bad. So. <sighs> headphones in general they're like always trying to trick you it's fucked up um they're after verse two and before the bridge uh it gets interesting and lasts with the bridge but that's it it's like very short-lived again disappointing but wow. really um there's like there's like some nice little violin like atmospheric violin going on sort of that I like. Uh, I 
I think the song is fine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I love this song. There's one other song on the tracker I love more than this song, but I think this song is really, Me really too. good. I, and... I have the same feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for us. I love the journey we're on. Um, I I don't know if I have anything else I really want to say about this record since it is so incredibly long. I wait. The, oh, oh, I see. Well, okay. I wrote on this song. I wrote. Maybe a little long, but hey, some songs have to be long. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. You're the poet laureate of song structure. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I think this song rocks. I think it rocks. (laughs) Okay. Now we are on to track 14, Sprawl 1, Flatland. Um, I think that this song sounds like a musical, um, and I did not want to listen to it, but it was very short, so I did. (laughs) Okay. This song would be great on its own with just the instruments, and I see it as a great HBO Max limited series theme song for their opening title sequence. If you just oh took away the voice, like it's very. That's a guys. That's a great observation. I, I have to pee so badly. Go pee. Okay, go pee. You. Just don't stop recording. <laughs> Are you talking shit about me? <laughs> okay. Oh my god, that impression of me. Are you talking shit about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Sorry, actually. I'm a notoriously hydrated person. I was actually thinking about how I haven't seen either of you take a sip of any liquid, and I um astounded no beverage no beverage here you can hear my mouth crack every time i I drank this whole thing and this already (laughs) i am someone who has to pee so much if i take a single sip of water so i just avoid it (laughs) i see i see just always dehydrated because i hate having to go pee it is boring it is boring to do (laughs) such a hassle Oh my god. The key to life is to like pee as much as possible and find out a way to enjoy it. Okay. I okay, I don't have any strong thoughts about it. To get us back on track. Okay, sorry, sorry. What was that? Oh, I get to pull my pants down now. Exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh sprawl one is it's it's fine. It sucks. I feel like that's actually so rude of me because there's a beautiful violin. And if someone's <laughs> playing beautiful violin, I'm not going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> you literally, you're in a room, someone's in the corner playing beautiful violin. You turn to your friend, you just go, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Yeah, take away Wynn Butler's voice and then some HBO series, hire me as the music supervisor and I will make this song so iconic for an opening sequence. It's a brilliant idea. Hire Hire her, queen. Anyone hire me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm also unemployed um, while we're at it. I'm also unemployed. We are three unemployed people. Please (laughs) help. (laughs) Yes. What do you do when you're unemployed? Get on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I love being unemployed, technically, but <laughs> um, eventually I'll run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Track fifteen, 
Sprawl to best song on the record. Yes, Mountains Beyond Mountains. God, this song is unbelievably good. It. I wrote this song is a classic. It is. (laughs) It is incredible. The melody is amazing. It's like the whole melody. Every part of it. Every every instrument. Every melody happening in the song. So they held. They purposely wrote fifty-four thousand songs leading up to this with no melody, just to put all the melody in this song. I could not. I was like, you know. It's a, as we have said many times. It's a long, long album, and I was <laughs> I was almost phoning it in by the end. And to hear this song at the second to last song shocked me. Like, where have you been? A best song. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really should have put this right at the top, and then I would have wait. You know, held out for something similar. Anyway, it's so. I also wrote this song is so long and i like it <laughs> yes it works uh, and i said i want to totally hear works. it um high on mushrooms at coachella <laughs> oh my god it's like and it's like epic in that way you're like yes it's i'm in coachella <laughs> yeah you literally you feel one with the earth and your purpose on it when you hear this song on mushrooms at coachella exactly <laughs> Oh man, I Becca. So I I always associate this record with um you and I working at the beautiful coffee shop that I worked my last day at today. I remember this record coming out like when we were both employed there, and like both of us just freaking out about how good this song was. It is so good. <gasps> I yes. have the same sentiment as Lily, where it's like, why does it have to take so long to get to the best song on this album? And I know you were going to reference ABBA and the sounding like ABBA or whatever, but I think it sounds like Heart of Glass to me. By Blondie. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Oh my gosh, you're so right. It's like a modern day Heart of Glass, which I mean, fucks. So, um, it's so shimmery. I get a lot of shimmery sense going on, which is nice. There's like, it's like even the stringed instruments are shimmery in the song some fucking how. There's French horn on the song and saxophone. Incredible. Oh my God. One of the songs I forgot, I I didn't make note of this, but I remember listening to it. One of the songs that we talked about earlier, some, one of the 4,000 songs that came before this has like hilarious, like, um, like bass clarinet or bassoon or something in it. There's like a repeating, like farty woodwind (laughs) instrument where I was just like, why did they do this? Wait, on this on this record it's somewhere on this record yeah it's Carl, in one of the million songs before this you know i live for that shit <laughs> mention it i forget which one it is i'll text you when i remember Ugh. but yeah oh my god this song is just it's everything it's absolutely amazing <laughs> Woo! um yeah this song really is I think one of the best songs they've ever written. This record has one of the best songs and the worst song they've ever written. <laughs> in my opinion, which is kind of crazy. It is, yeah. The, this record contains multitudes. It's like it's so funny how like this song is flawless and then Month of May is like it's ugly tether. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, this is what this band can do, the good and the evil. Wow. Yes. I wonder it's like possible this probably is not true at all but that they had the like three really good songs and they were like let's just record (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's so funny you said that because I was telling, I was venting today about, the, listening to this record this morning put me in such a terrible mood, but I was <laughs> venting today. It's like, it literally felt like they had like, like four or five like songs and then a couple song ideas and they were just like all right let's record like you know and it's something that it's crazy we didn't talk about this but so many of the songs end with a fade out on this record where it's like y'all really had no way to wrap this up in like a cohesive way like you really just had like these two parts and you were just going to do it until the end of time i, I think that they just like to go <laughs> <laughs> i just ended up skipping so many like before the song was over, I'd just be like, Yeah, Next. same. So I don't know if they fade out. Um, yeah, I actually did I not notice that at all because <laughs> I never got to the end of a song. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, there's like, I think there's six songs. It's five or six songs on this record that all fade out. It could be more, but it's just, I don't understand. And I'm like, not, I don't always, I'm not even one of those people that's always like, No fade out. It's like, like not like an anti fade out queen, but like it is when it starts happening that much, you're just kind of like, Okay, what is occurring here? When you do a fade out, so I've actually, I don't think that I have a song that fades out, maybe one. Um, but when you play it live, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I guess you could just like make it, you know, transition into another song. Yeah. I guess that's probably you what could you do. Just literally, you could just fade out. <laughs> <laughs> we like used to do that. We had a song that had like an insane jam in it because, you know, we were fucking kids making punk music. And there was like always parts where we'd get like as quiet as we possibly could because we thought it was funny. I mean, I like it. Yeah. You know, en- entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lyrics of this song are amazing. I think every sound happening in the song is amazing. I think the song, I'm pretty sure the song has an iconic music video even. Like, it's just, it truly is all the good stuff. I should have watched the music here. video. I'm going to later. Oh, God, yes. The lyric, ugh. Every, I really, really think this is just such an impressive melody. It is. And, like, the way that really- all of the words fit in the melody you know like it's it's there's no stretching like there is on the rest of the record there's no like fumbling like fitting too many syllables or it's just so effective it's the best oh god yeah. i have chills just thinking about the song <laughs> We talked about how, um, I love that. We talked about how, like, Tegan and Sarah, like, on the con do, like, a lot of, like, little terse lyrics, like, for a lot of their melodies, where it's, like, little short words, and they, like, don't ever, like, really, like, sing, like, a lot. They do, obviously, but, like, there's not, like, long, singy, like, holdout parts. Mm -hmm. This is the perfect mix of, like, the perfect amount of lyrics with the perfect cadence, where it's, like, a musical. It has musicality. It's just so good. I have a... Um, actually never heard a Tegan and Sarah song, but I believe <laughs> <Arnold>. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know lies just fell out of his face. Oh, that is truly wild, really, but I love I that. I think that it is a, it's a combination of England, actually, and my age. Like, I'm like, like, because Abby loves Tegan and Sarah, and she's like, I've... For those listening, Abby is my best friend and bandmate. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like two years older than me. And I feel okay. like that actually, I feel like they never were in presented in my realm. But also this is completely off topic. Okay, Becca, do you have anything you want to say about the song? I know you just dropped your heart of glass. 
revelation. That's it. No, I just... (laughs) I wonder if people can tell when I start to, like, get tired. Because, like, my energy at the beginning is always, like, ready to go. And then this album is so fucking long, too. I think, like, by track 12, I was like, oh, God. Becca texted me at track 10 and she was like, I thought this album was almost over. And I looked at my phone and there's six more songs. You know, when I was going to do the Garden State soundtrack, I looked at the soundtrack. It was more the movie that made me not want to do it <laughs> than the soundtrack. But the soundtrack, I was like, damn, this is like a, a 18 song soundtrack or something it's really long it's like an hour or something okay i'll do the suburbs and then after we had talked about it i was like oh my god the suburbs is longer (laughs) it's longer than the i love that okay final verdict on sprawl to mountains beyond mountains it fucks it's so good it rocks so hard (laughs) it i would say it fucks it fucks sometimes when things are they rock harder than rock they fuck oh it fucks it fucks Okay, but we all agree this song fucks. Okay, track 16, closing track, The Suburbs, in parentheses, continued. Uh, you know, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a nice way to end the album, you know, like repeat some of the lyrics. I also love the, the lyric, if I could have it back all the time that we wasted, um, I'd only waste it again. It's yeah. very nostalgic. Um, yeah, this feels like something that, that is... Uh, illustrating the suburbs without explicitly talking about it one of the two times that they do this um (laughs) but i thought it was just a nice little subtle like i mean they should whatever (laughs) (laughs) there's just it should be half the album should be half as long but i like this song as a closer like, like on the imaginary half as long banger album yeah, this song is not not in the wrong. It's not in the wrong spot on this record. It's really good. Um, I don't really. No, I wish again take Win Butler's voice out. I live mm. for I I live for a dark string arrangement. There's the, yeah the instrumentals again are so good, and I don't want to hear his voice. That's all. <laughs> and that's your right. <laughs> I also think the the chorus, the suburbs chorus coming back here in this song, I like it more here. Yeah, totally. Because those lyrics are really good. Yes. I agree. It's so it's so a great example of how you can take your, you know, the thesis of your one song and just apply it to your other song and it works better sometimes. And the song is considerably shorter than that's that what, first time. That's so. what scares me about songwriting sometimes though. I'm like, am Do I you- illustrating the song the best way it could be illustrated? And sometimes I write a like often I'll write a song and it's really obvious the like instrumentation that needs to happen like or like instinctually that I'm moving towards. But sometimes I write something I'm like this could go any fucking way and I have no idea what I want or which is the best way to do it. Yeah, that's always I feel like that yields a more interesting product usually. Even though I also think like you know when the song dictates what it needs itself, like you know that is a great and effective product as well. Okay, wow. You know, we've reached the fucking end of this amazing, beautiful, so short album. Just, <laughs> okay, I don't like actually hate the album is the thing. 
Well, Which okay, is well, weird. at the end, we do a thing called Final Verdict, where we're all going <laughs> to oh. say on the count of three oh, whether we think it rocks or it sucks. Oh, God, wait. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know. So dramatic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, famously, we reviewed Give Up by the Postal Service, and that album was just fine. So you have the options. <laughs> Both. Okay, sorry. Edit that out. <laughs> Oh, you didn't get to the end of that Felix app, did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I I hold no grudge. I was in line to get a COVID test and then it was my turn. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. Get tested. Um, Okay. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, okay. I, I just not to get everyone off topic and delay this a little more, but this does have a actual perfect song on it. I know, and that's what's throwing me off. I'm like, does that song save the entire thing? It's like when you're watching Great British Bake Off, and like the the Again. flavors are there, but like the presentation is less than perfect. And it's like, well, what? What matters more, this person who had like a beautiful cake, but was like, eh, okay, on flavor, versus like banging flavor and presentation. I always feel flavor in that scenario. So Actually, that's not true because can... L- Lottie, one time when she made that cake that looked like absolute shit, I was like, <laughs> I was like, she has got to go. Like I've never seen anything. That's the worst cake on the history of Bake Off. <laughs> but, and it tastes good, they said. But it looked like cardboard by a child. She really outdid herself with that. Sorry, Lottie. <laughs> she listens to the yeah. pod. The Arcade Fire don't listen to the pod, but Lottie <laughs> Okay. Is everybody ready? We're yes, doing it. Yes, We're doing yes. it. We're doing it. All right. One, two, three. It's both. <laughs> Did you say both? Yeah. <laughs> both. <laughs> Five. Becca, Becca, what did you say? I said it sucks. Okay, all right, we're in agreement. But I you whispered. She <laughs> said it sucks. <laughs> when, Regine, anyone from this band, Will, anyone from this band listening, you guys really did slay Sprawl 2. Yeah, seriously. Sprawl 2 is it's unreal. In, <laughs> it's in my top 10 songs of all time. It's just so un... It's ungodly how good it is. But it unfortunately... Is, it is like they're f- instinctually amazing. Like, it really, <laughs> your body is like, like, more, yes. Sorry. Yes. That's going to be distorted. <laughs> more! Yeah. And he screams on the mic. It like That song makes me go feral in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. But no, unfortunately, there are 15 other songs here that just, you know, some of them are good. Some of them are not good. It's not enough to save the whole. Um, Lily, thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love the Lily, pod. Lily, where can the people find you online? Listen, guys, my final verdict. Does the pod rock or suck? <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. It rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. That was really beautiful. <laughs> Lily, are you trying to direct people towards you at all? Oh sure, sure. Um what do you mean? The internet. Do you have an Instagram? Do you yes, have a bandcamp? Do you have a I Twitter? Do. do you have anything like I that? I have all of that. Um 
I don't remember my handle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you type in my name, it will probably come up. (laughs) Hell yeah. I believe in your internet literacy, but if you don't, you can email me at lalachicagolala at gmail.com and I will answer whatever you need. Beautiful. This is wow, a really, really scary outro. Okay, bye. <laughs> it Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye. <laughs>